All right, well, let's try this a second time, right? If you're listening to this for the second time, hello! We had some technical difficulties on the first try of this episode, but I wanted to talk about the rumors that have been circling around the Miami Dolphins organization from three anonymous players, right? Saying that they don't believe in Tua, okay? And and there's a couple of things. One, the reporter that it came from has been ousted by Dolphins personnel, Dolphins players, people outside of the organization that this man just kind of likes to just stir up drama and likes to stir up controversy for the sake of stirring up co- like drama and controversy. He's the kind of person, like he's like that uncle that like you wouldn't leave your kids around, you know what I mean? Like, he's just kind of fucked up. Um, like, one of them's going to be, like, melting crayons on a spoon, trying to shoot it up with his Playmobil doctor playset. You know what I mean? But here's the thing, right? People are saying that they don't believe in Tua. They don't think Tua has what it takes, right? Okay, cool. Let's let's address all of these rumors. One, I don't believe him for a second, right? Because Flores doesn't let that shit kind of happen because, one, that's the culture that he set in from day one, right? Now, it wouldn't shock me. Okay, we've seen the fall of a lot of great franchises and potential dynasties fall apart and crumble because of, you know, the one cancerous cell that's within the organization, i.e. the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? With the whole Big Ben, Le'Veon, and Antonio Brown saga, right? That took up, that could have been a goddamn episode at General Hospital, right? So we see all of these rumors that are flying around. One, let me just address it. You know, if you're going to say some shit, especially if you're a part of this team, right? I say some stupid shit, okay? I say some controversial shit. I say some dumb shit that whether or not you agree with me, I'm willing to put my name behind it. That's why that's my first name and my last name is at the very top of this podcast. Because if I'm completely wrong about something that doesn't agree with your opinion cool let's talk let's hash it out right let's meet a middle ground somewhere but i'm not going to say something for the sake of saying something because i'm not going to just say something that's completely uneducated right now look if you have some sort of insight that you want to give me cool awesome let's let's hash it out and and i'll probably change my opinion right if it's well constructed cool i'm not hard-headed right And so, in short, by saying that, I say that to say this. If you're a player that, whether these rumors are true or not, I don't believe that they are, right? Whether these rumors are true or not, be a fucking man and actually be able to put your name behind it. Face the consequences for being a dickwad, right? And that's why I don't think that they're true. And if they are, then the cowards that said it need to go. Because we don't need that kind of cancerous environment within this organization, within this culture that we have sacrificed so much to establish, okay? I just don't believe these rumors at all. I don't believe in the very harsh and uneducated and uninformed criticisms of Tua Tungavailoa. Oh, well, he can't compete with Mahomes and Watson and all of these people. Cool. First of all, Tua doesn't play defense, so he's not supposed to stop another quarterback. Right? And last time I checked, we almost beat the Chiefs. Yeah, sure, we didn't have, you know, a couple of drives go our way, and if Tua would have been able 
to string together those drives. Who knows, right? But that's always the fun about sports is those what-if scenarios, right? And everybody's a fucking analyst, right? And here's the thing. Tua is a fantastic quarterback. He's a natural-born leader. He's a very humble guy. He's very quiet. He's a natural-born leader. He's exactly what Miami needs in the quarterback position. Are his skill sets still there, right? No, they still need to be worked on. But when it comes to the internal side of things, you can't teach that, okay? And he's got that skill set of just being that leader amongst men, okay? And here's the thing, right? Tua has been held back, and I've said this numerous times, and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but Tua has been held back by the play calling that was Chan Gailey, right? You would see all of a sudden Fitzpatrick would come in and the offense would look completely different, right? One, because Chan Gailey would baby Tua Tungavailoa. He didn't want his confidence to be shaken. That kid's confidence can never be shaken, right? Just give him a shot. Let him fail, okay? Nobody jumps on a bike and rides it perfectly the first time. Nobody does that, right? Let him fail. It's part of the learning and growing process. He's going to make mistakes, okay? Tom Brady still makes mistakes. He thought it was fourth down, okay? <laughs> like, you know, Fitzpatrick comes in. All of a sudden, he's able to start leading drives and do all of these crazy things. And he's looked at as a demigod and Fitz magic, right? Because Chan Gailey completely opens up the playbook now, right? And not only that, look at who Tua is throwing to. Right? There's not a lot of weapons. There's not a lot. Right? Three offensive rookie starters. They're all equal in experience with Tua, with no run game. And his number one target, Devontae Parker, has been riddled with injuries all year. And Mike Gesicki was also a human crash test dummy, quite frankly. Right? Getting riddled with injuries himself very late in the season as we made that late push. Right? So you look at it, and you say, oh, well, yeah, he didn't live up to, uh, you know, he's a total bust. Yeah, because he didn't live up to your expectations, okay? Nobody set expectations for Tua, right? We simply want Tua to play his game, because that's what Tua does best, right? Tua is Tua. Tua is not Justin Herbert. Yeah, cool. That's amazing. Yeah, Justin Herbert had a great season. Cool. How many wins did he get again? Yeah, that's cool, Joe Burrow. You know, he had a good season. Unfortunately, was cut short by injury. Cool, same thing. How many wins did he get again? In nine starts, two and went six and three. With basically the practice squad, wide receivers, no run game, an offensive coordinator whose best years were about five to six years ago, and... Very, very lack of inexperience. Give me a break. Six and three. No, he didn't throw up 30 touchdowns in a season. Cool, everybody said Josh Allen was a bust. Everybody said Josh Allen was a scrub. Right? That man is an MVP candidate right now. And you want to know why? Because they got a different offensive coordinator that complimented his skill set, and they got Stephon Diggs, which is an extra weapon. That's why, right? 
And everybody's trying to say that two was a bust, that this rebuild has, you know, kind of halted. Everybody's trying to put a, a roof on top of a house that the foundation has just been laid. Okay, the foundation has been laid and there's a crack in it, right? Because we don't have every single piece in line. Okay, we need that offensive coordinator that's going to complement to a skill set, right? Somebody like an Eric Bieniemy. Now, look, Eric Bieniemy is gonna cost a lot of fucking money. Obviously, Miami has that. But other than Tua, Devontae Parker, and Mike Kosicki, there's not a lot of glitz and glamour that is going to bring Eric Bieniemy away from Kansas City. Okay, he's got the half-billion-dollar man, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, right? Would you want to leave that? No. And I can't fucking blame him if he doesn't, Okay. But you have to find somebody that's going to complement to a skill set. You also have to start getting those weapons around Tua. You're trying to make him build a house. And you haven't even given this kid the fucking tools yet. Okay. Give him the weapons. Go after, make those controversial moves. And I'm not saying that Miami has been the perfect rebuild. We have been far from perfect. We have made some somewhat questionable decisions thus far, right? Some of our draft picks, not all of them, have been amazing. Quite frankly, none of them have blown my socks off yet. You want to know why? Because they were rookies, okay? For fuck's sake, man. Out of all of the rookies in this draft class, Tua was the only one that was playing meaningful football late into the season. Yes, we got embarrassed by the Bills. Okay, cool. The Bills are playing on a whole different level right now, right? The Bills have been doing a rebuild the exact same, right? And here's the thing, right? Whether these allegations are true, whether they're completely made up and fabricated, which I believe is the latter, that they're completely fabricated because, well, quite frankly, this man is a snake and he's an idiot. You know, that means Miami is finally getting national attention because that means we're doing something right, right? Miami has been stuck in mediocrity and not talked about in social circles or national circles since after 2000, we've been in limbo as a franchise and been in mediocrity as a franchise, both production-wise as well as exposure-wise, for the last 21 years, right? Only four years longer than I've been alive, okay? And all of these people that are calling Tua a bust, you are the exact same people that buy the ticket to go in and boo this man, a man who is completely innocent, who loves this team and fell in love with the city and wants to be here. But yet you're chastising him as soon as he gets started. I don't understand it. If you're that kind of toxic fan base, we don't need you, right? We're not Pittsburgh, right? We're not Philadelphia, okay? We don't need you. So get the fuck out, okay? Just get out. It's just these allegations are blowing my mind. And, and going back to yesterday's episode, those of you that tuned in and listened, I appreciate you. But, you know, I've, I've managed to settle down a little bit, and I've managed to kind of mull over this whole Deshaun Watson trade rumor, the trade package, what exactly it is that they want, right? Or these supposed analysts think that they want, right? And 
when you look at it, it does make sense for the Dolphins to make this trade, right? It makes sense, right? But also, at the same time, it doesn't, and here's why, okay? Deshaun Watson, phenomenal quarterback, phenomenal athlete, absolute winner, right? Absolute total winner, okay? But by trading, with, with the way that Miami is, we're not in a win-now mentality, okay? We're in a total rebuild. They want Tua as well as four picks, two first rounds and two seconds. With, with the rebuild and the situation that we're in, you might as well look at those as players, okay? So we're trading five players for one to be in the exact same position that we're in right now because we're not going to be able to, you know, capitalize on the draft capital that we spent the last two years completely overhauling the roster for. That is like working your ass off for a paycheck just to give it away to somebody else and then wondering why the fuck you're broke. That's exactly what that is, right? You got to let Tua be Tua, okay? You got to give him more than a year, more than a body, more than a year's body of work, right? Kids coming off of a almost career-ending injury at the height, at the apex of his career in the University of Alabama, okay? And also, to just kind of piggyback on top of that, Right. Look at the personnel, both players as well as coaching staff that he had at the University of Alabama compared to where he's at right now. That is a night and day difference. Okay, because the NFL is a completely different animal than college football, than the NCAA. Okay, there's a reason why there's more busts than there's more Hall of Famers. Okay, just saying. Right. So to trade for Deshaun Watson, yes, there's a lot of glitz. There's a lot of glamour. It's very shiny. Ooh, yes, Tyler Likey, right? But at the same time, you are giving away, you're cutting off your nose to spite your face. Okay, you're giving away five players that with our current roster makeup could possibly be starters, could possibly be franchise, you know, cornerstones for one guy. You might as well call him Tua Watson or Deshaun Tungavailoa. Because you're going to be in the exact same spot. You're hitting your head against a wall and wondering why the hell you have a headache. Stop hitting the damn wall. Okay? You know, and my other biggest irrational fear is the fact that Miami has this curse. That whenever anybody leaves Miami, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they become amazing. Look at Wes Welker for an example. Right? And that's actually a perfect example because he went to a team that had incredible front office, incredible personnel. That dynasty that was the Patriots did not build overnight. It's been a process, and it still continues to be a process. And you want to cut your nose off to spite your face to try to accelerate this rebuild. You don't even have the tools yet, man. Relax. Everybody take a breath, right? Everybody take a fucking breath. Because if you are cheering for Tua when he's good, but then you're also talking shit when he's bad, you're the problem. Okay? You can critique the man. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he is free from criticism. That's not what I'm saying. Do not get that twisted. Tua has his faults, and I'm the first person to admit that. Makes questionable throws sometimes, right? His decision-making's not there. And you want to know why? Because he's a rookie and he's inexperienced. You remember the first time you ever drove? 
It's the exact same shit. Right? Let Tua be Tua. Let Tua finish his own sentence. Oh, Tua's gonna be the next insert player, right? Let Tua finish that. He is in control of his own career. You are not Jordan in Lake Wales. Right? Let him play his game. Let him develop into the quarterback that he's going to be, that Miami has believed in, and that we all know in the back of our mind that he's capable of doing. He's also coming off of a career-threatening injury. Nobody is the same after those. I don't care what kind of injury it is. No athlete is ever the same after they've been injured in that type of caliber. Okay, no, no player ever is. No athlete ever is, right? Give this time to, you don't cook a chicken breast for three minutes because you're so hungry because then you risk salmonella and you getting sick. Do not get sick with this. Do not try to rush this, okay? Because that's what happens when you try to rush a building, okay? It's going to collapse, And that's how you become the Houston Texans. Okay, the Houston Texans are trying to use Miami as their unfuck-up machine, right? Ooh, if we give you one player, right, with all the glitz and the glamour that he brings, we'll be able to get all of our draft picks back and undo all of the mistakes that Bill O'Brien made. No, you got to live with that, man. We lived with what Tony Sperano did to us for years, right? We, We are still suffering the effects of the Adam Gay syndrome. Right? We're finally starting to turn the page on that. Right? You just gotta eat crow sometimes. That's the that's the nature of the beast. Okay. So do I believe that these rumors are true? No. I don't. I think they're absolute hogwash because I don't believe a word that this man says, and I'm not even gonna give him more airtime by uttering his name. Because he's a fraud. And he has been cited and he has been quoted as being a fraud. And he stirs up controversy to stir up controversy just for the sake of doing it. Okay? And this is how teams start to collapse. It only takes one. There's always one bad apple. And the 1% is always louder than the 99. Get rid of the 1%. Okay? Shut them out. If you don't believe in this... We don't need you. And that's why this team had the success that it had from year one to year two. Was because everybody bought into the system. That's what it is. And because we also have a vocal leader. We have multiple vocal leaders in that locker room. Brian Flores, Christian Wilkins, Kyle Van Oy, Jerome Baker. Right? We have several vocal leaders that are constantly saying to buy into this. Okay, And not only that, everybody thinks that it's make or break when it comes to the draft. It's not. right. The NFL offseason is a, is a hell of a lot longer than the regular season is. It seems like just last week I was doing my first episode. Yeah, Charlie, it's because you barely upload. Shut the fuck up. But <laughs> the NFL offseason is a hell of a lot longer than the regular season. And it's a hell of a lot more interesting, especially with free agency. We went from the 32nd ranked defense... To a top five defense because of free agency. What's to say we can't do the same on offense? Allen Robinson's coming into the into the free agency. Marvin Jones Jr. Right? Those are just two big name wide receivers. Not to mention the fact that we have the third and the 18th pick. We can get Devontae Smith and Najee Harris. Those are two big needs that we need. A run game and another weapon for Tua whose name is not Devontae Parker. 
they just so happen to share the same first name of Devontae. So it's just going to get a little confusing. You have to say which one, P or S. You know, it's just going to get a little confusing. So give him a break. Give Tua a break. Let him become his own player. Let him become his own entity. Let him forge his own path. Let him form his own legacy. Stop trying to put him on these lofty expectations that only you have set for him, not himself. Because the kid is a natural-born leader. He is humble. He is quiet. He will do whatever it takes because he's a natural-born competitor. Let him do it. Let Tua finish a sentence. Okay? Let him do it. I believe in this front office to make the correct hires for what is best for the team. Okay, because that's all of this, the culture, that's what it is. It's learning how to win football games. It's learning how and what is best for the team for the long run. Not because Miami wants to be relevant for two years and then slip into mediocrity for another eight. Only to make one appearance and then kind of just disappear into the night like a phantom. Right? We're looking for habitual success. And success is not an overnight thing. It is a constant constant growth it is a constant constant path that you have to forge and Miami's taking the right steps let them walk god damn it okay so I don't believe in these rumors and I don't believe we should take the Deshaun Watson trade because we're going to be in the exact same spot that we're in right now and people are going to bitch about that Okay, if you're one of those toxic people in the fan base that cheer when we win, but you also turn off the TV when we're down by 14 by the end of the first quarter, I don't need you here because we don't want you here. If you didn't like us when we were 1 in 15 with Tony Sperano, don't be here when we go 10 and 6 with Brian Flores after we just went 5 and 11. And we have the third and the 18th overall pick in the draft. After we're making a total revolt, like total, total 180, everything has been torn down and we are building everything up bigger and better than it ever has been. Right? Don't be that dick riding bandwagoner because that's cancer and that's poison and we don't need that. But unfortunately, with success comes those people. And if you're one of those people, we don't need you. I don't like you. But for everybody else, (laughs) I love you. I thank you for tuning on in. You guys get two episodes. I thought I'd treat you this week. Y'all have been real good to me. So, as always, my name is Ty, and this is the Finish It Podcast. God bless and go Miami Dolphins, baby.